Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for Monday, August 15th. It's your boy Dave. Find me on Twitter at Numb Bills Fan. It's Adam here again. Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. Um, what's going on, Dave? What do we got? Really? First preseason game in the books. The Bills just played the Colts in Rolf Wilson Stadium. Or, well... Last game that they're going to call it that, but we, we, we'll talk about that later. First preseason game. We're going to go. We're going to go. Our friend, our friend Dean Milak, favorite listener ever, he decided to let me know that it was going to thunderstorm around 6 o'clock in Orchard Park consistently, and we're an hour away, and decided, well, these games are usually like, Stabbing yourself in the face. And Needless to say, we, we heard it was going to rain. Dave chickened out. We didn't go. We watched it on TV. Well, I texted you about it, and then you said actually parallel thought, and you had a screenshot. That well, no, I was really... psyched to go play in the in the rain and the lightning. What do I have to lose if I get struck? You have a child you brought into this world that needs you. <laughs> it's your mom's problem now, boy. Nah, that's not even funny. But um, <laughs> we'll just let that sit. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just let that. Yeah, sit. we'll just let that marinate for a minute. So we didn't make it. All right, I'm give you saying, give you a moment to pass judgment here. We love our team, but let's be real here. It's not that important. Tyrod Taylor played one series. And good, good. Keep I'm him out of harm's that. way. That's that is fine. He got tripped up on. I believe his first pass, and I was like, oh, no. You kind of saw it. He got up. Everything was all fine. All right, get off the field. Go away. He did. It's, it's all good. They let, they let Shady have a couple handoffs, got him off the field. You know, Sammy, he had just gotten cleared recently, said he could have played, but wisely chose not to there put him out there. There was a coach who played him injured in the preseason. I won't name any names. Drink anyways. But drink anyways. If you know the Doug Marone drinking game. Oh, he said it. Every time we see Doug Marone, you drink. Anyways, yeah, so Man, remember when Sammy Watkins was played in the preseason? You know, we got to give him some live NFL reps. You know that we adjusted a game. You know he's injured already, but, you know, he should really get in there. Well, you know, well, that's probably probably on him too, though. You know, these competitors, they want to go out. They want to play. Whatever. So so, who stood out to you in this game? Who who did you see that you were just like, holy smokes, that dude lit it up? Because there were a couple for me, but but who did it for you? I I went through a progression. I want to say the defense stood out the most overall when I'm first watching especially the first quarter to the first half, I really thought that the defense was wonderful. And what I'm looking for, 
as a casual fan in the preseason. I can't say I'm a casual fan. I try to really see what the hell is going on here. But I will say, when I'm when I'm looking at these games, I'm not necessarily looking at their play calling per se or their the you know, did they run a zone defense, did they run a man, like did they blitz, did they not? You're not gonna see many cards being shown in the preseason. So you're looking for the one on one matchups. Did Darius get by people? Yes. Did Jerry Hughes get by people? Yes. How did guys, like, honestly, one person who stood out surprisingly and he's being talked about a lot is Duke Williams. Oh, yeah. Duke. Remember that guy? Rex Ryan really likes Duke Williams. He's a thumper. He tells him, he tells us he's a thumper. And, you know, it's nice to see people evolve and progress, I should say, but I, I'm hesitant because we've seen the Duke Williams show because when the lights are really bright, the mental error happens. And I don't know if I'll ever shake it, but I do, I do know one thing, that the pressure is already on him. And it's kind of like when Ryan Fitzpatrick was here. I remember the first throw at a home game a few years, I believe Shane gave was last year, his first throw was a Scott Chandler on, an, on a very easy out. And wide open... Doesn't even get the ball close to him. Overthrow him. And it's like, that's not a good look. So once Duke Williams screws up, this Bills fan base is, you know, and the touchdown's lobbed over his head, this fan base will eat him alive. I mean, if they're they're eating Carlos Williams for being fat alive on Twitter, what do you think they're going to do to Duke Williams? So... The funny thing about that is he's still in better shape than most of the people who had something to say about it. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I mean, like you know, you go through you go through it, and these these guys that you see trolling these pro pro athletes are always just the biggest losers. You must really hate yourself if you have to attack a pro athlete on on the internet. Yeah, let's let's go. Uh, let's go on Twitter. And mess with someone whose life is hundreds of times better than yours. Well, I guess. I Although mean, you know what, I wish we had more trolls. I wish I wish more people would send us hate mail. I'm fat. Well, no how come no one ever tells me I'm fat? Come, come, body shame me. I rip your goddamn ears off. Yeah, but off. don't you understand that that's your job, and your one job is to play football. Never mind that you have a family at home and kids and whatever, and that you are young and early twenties. Okay. How many dumb things have we done yesterday? I'm 32. I don't think I would really get it. Do I think Carlos needs to prioritize his life? Yeah, damn straight. Because if you ain't playing ball, kid, you ain't making money, and your family will never be taken care of, and next thing you know, you're that guy that's talking, I could have did it, I could have did it, I should have did it, kids. I was awesome, and, and you ain't providing for your family. So... He needs to get his head out of his ass if it isn't already. Relax, just, bro. He passed saying. his physical. I'm just saying. He got he got through the practice field today. He passed his physical. It's all good. Carlos, I think he'll be fine. He's going to come off that suspension. And what it's does gonna... he do for four weeks? That's what I want to know. Dog, Madden's coming out. Yeah. To me, that screams potato chips. 
and Madden. Something I want to do. Well, I don't know. He'll probably play it on on a treadmill or something. He's he's a sharp cat. He knows what he knows what he has to do. I'm just saying, if do you not trust him. I don't know what to think. Do you not trust him during that month off? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. Because he's still getting in Twitter beefs with people. He's still talking a lot of shit online. So what, man? He was a pleasant man when we met him. But it's like, you Great know. Great dude. What? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying, if I'm looking at it objectively here, like, yo, unfortunately, yes, I support players talking. But when it gets to a point, certain things, you got to establish that you're here to bust shops. You haven't. You're kind of attacking people online, you know. And granted, he's being attacked. So I look at the flip side, like, also, the pro thing to do is what I'm saying, what I just yeah, said. Yeah. But I'm looking at, like, I like that he's But you're, you're sitting across the table from a dude who's never done it, the pro style, ever. I would do the exact same thing, you know. You tell me to piss off, I'm going to tell you to piss off. Like, all day, every day. And that's not going to... I mean, whatever. So you respect it? I don't disres. I, I I don't think it's means for you know disrespect. I think I think a lot of people I, know I'm, that they can get that, that that they can get smacked in the mouth, and they shouldn't flip out with when you go on these people's twitters and they're posting all this nasty shit, and they're like, "Wait a second here," um, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's cool. I don't know. I can I can step away from the game and just look at look at the overall human condition and I can relate to it. You say the wrong thing to me when I'm having a bad day, I might type you out a real long paragraph of telling you what a piece of shit you are for saying that. It's just the way it is. And I don't blame nobody for having human reactions to things like that. Now, if he's out, if he's out here getting into fistfights with people on the street or something, that's another story. But man, Twitter's all made up. It's not real. Who gives a shit? I mean, it is scary because like it's your words attached to your name, and the, people this... people will pull that card on you if you're famous for the rest of your damn life. You know, you know. What I mean, you got you got guys pulling things that that guys posted in college now. Man, I'm just I'm just glad I got through high school before any of that was a thing. Oh man, I would have sent a dick pic. It would have been life would have been over. Oh my god, there were there would have been, been over. Yeah. There would have oh. been posters of your pretzel dog all over the high school. I don't even think it could get twisted into any kind of even a turn of a pretzel. So anyway Well no, you you've never you've never seen the little pretzel dogs, little hot dogs wrapped in the in the pretzel bite? Oh. Okay. Real swell there, Deeks. Okay, pull me up a picture. I yeah, mean, no. you might as well. Yeah, this is going to probably be the uh, the image when we upload this podcast. Here we go. This is really, uh, this is something. I would have gotten in so much shit if, if we had that. I mean, when you're pulling up things from people's college past, that is hilarious. You just gotta I, not you for just nothing. Gotta I don't have the, any salt, so you gotta slide the little hood back, and you're all good. We're all. 
Regardless, little, little pretzel dog. Carlos, I, I, I like I like that he's I, I like that he is saying something, and people think because it's the internet, it's a safe place. Oh, how dare they attack a fan? So I get both sides. As a fan, you don't want to be talked to like dirt, but don't be attacking people. If you're gonna attack people, there used to be a time, okay, where you would get punched in the face in person, and then you reflected on yourself, and you're like, wow. I was an asshole. So then you think... You then you go what? home and you get real, real, real humble about it, right? Yeah, and you're like, you know, it wasn't go home. Either that or you're a moron, you do it again and you get yourself killed. One or the other. Either way, it sorts itself out. There used to be a time where you could get in a fight with somebody and then you guys were friends in, in school. You know, that's what happened. Hey, we had to take care of business. And I'm sure it still happens here and there. But that accountability factor is not there with the internet. We came... You and I are very lucky where we have seen a life pre-internet. Oh, I know. Before it was a staple. I know. My poor little kid is so screwed. He's so... He probably has, like, two secret Facebook accounts I don't know about. Your kid's what? Your kid is what? Six years old, and I'm over Adam's house yesterday, and his kid's taking off the 3D glasses, and like, oh, yeah, hold on. Let me change the format of the TV to where you don't need 3D glasses. And I'm like, how the hell does he know that? But... You're telling me you can't make some Civil War video game for this kid to play and just figure it out and be like, oh, that's what happened in the war. Cool. Yeah, I remember this one. Done. Never has to touch history again. Yeah, there you go. But this kid can figure out a TV faster than us, and we're usually the electronic experts, like the gizmo guys. This kid is ahead of his time. That's that's peanuts, man. This kid is ahead of the curve. Yeah, we're scrolling through the PS, the the PlayStation, and... uh, he goes, oh, this is the game my dad always has me try to play. <laughs> he's scrolling over Madden. <laughs> oh, he's like, this is the one dad forced me to play. That's right. He's like, learn your coverages, kid. Yeah, seriously. So, if you don't know, now you know. We are Numb Bills Fan Podcast. I am Dave. Find me on Twitter, at Numb Bills Fan. That's Adam. He is Numb Bills Adam D. And wow, you know, we haven't even mentioned our little home here. I mean, we've no, just been cruising along. We're so excited. Com. We got articles, we got blogs, we got podcasts, we got videos. Um, you know, some videos we've shot, our, our live show that we do on Bills Fanatics Network every Wednesday at 7 on Facebook Live, which is a really, really, really dope time. You should come do that with us. Get live on Facebook. Yeah, you can interact with us. Send us comments. Yeah, whatever, man. Questions, we got answers. You troll us, we'll troll you back. We'll uh, probably overreact. We'll go all Carlos Williams. It'll be great. Um, Don't let your kids watch. Yeah, no, to, to be fair, it's lit. Yeah, we don't really filter ourselves much and don't care to filter ourselves much. But over there, sometimes I guess we might filter ourselves much. Yeah, yeah, but, we, uh, you know, it is what it is. We do our thing. Sometimes we got get, a little carried away with some f bombs yeah. last week. We're gonna, we're gonna try to hold our tongue a little bit, but you, you know how we are. You're you know, no one's curving my on. raw emotion. I don't give a shit if it's for God. Oh, I mean, whatever. No, but I you mean, know, it's, like, a, it's like seasoning when you use it. You, you, you gotta sprinkle it in there. It's like a little paprika. Right, right, Sometimes right, right. too much cinnamon ruins it. Yeah, you drop that salt shaker in the in the stew. It's game over. You're putting in. You're putting in the dog. Might as well just throw it out. The dog won't even eat it. The dog ain't even gonna eat it. I don't know. I've met your dogs. They eat some weird shit. 
I won't disagree, but... Oh, by the way, that Facebook Live show is through Bill's Fanatics BF on Facebook. And if yeah. you don't know about Bill's Fanatics, you're missing out. They are absolutely killing it with one-stop shop information. There's other nice podcasts out there like the Rock Power Report. You can check those guys out. They have some fun, funny sound drops. And they have a totally different opinion than us. We are the fearless positive leaders. Yay, let's look at the right side. Class half full. Because I, I try to look at this team like something to be positive about. Enough misery in my life. But other people have other opinions too. Check them out. Um, also, on the Facebook Live, you have guys like Nate Geary from WGR who does a regular show, I believe, Sundays. Sunday nights with Nate Geary on Bill's Fanatic Network. You got Ron Rico. He also has had some videos called The Barbershop up. And he's on Fridays. He just did one recently. And... Who else we got? We got Pierre. There's so many guys. I mean, we've we've had yeah, we've had some special guests this past Ryan week. Ryan Lasse on Icy do one from the Rochester Sports Network. Those yeah, guys are great. And, and like I said, there was uh there was a couple special guests. We had um, Matthew Fairburn from NewYorkUpstate.com yep, on this yep. week, um, as well as Bills running back James Wilder Jr. He did a uh, he did a live chat after the uh, game there the other night. It was really cool, you know. That dude's all about giving back to the fans right now, and I love that. Yeah, for James Wilder to come on Facebook Live after a game and pretty much own it and be like, look, I could have played a lot better. I had two special teams penalties, and he seemed really disappointed himself. And for him to, to interact with fans at, at midnight, I mean, that's he's got way better things to do in his right. life. Right, and, you know, on the stat sheet, that looked like a really rough game for him. You know, it came out one yard for five carries. He had one really nice run that got called back on a hold. So, unfortunately, that didn't work out. But, you know, I still really like him. Watching watching the few plays he was in, I, you know, I would like to see him with, like, the second team next week, I hope. See him with a little bit better blocking and, you know, maybe get get in there a little bit earlier. He's very, he's very, 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 and this is a stock term, he's very athletic. Yeah, and, no, and he's I in, want to see him get great some shape. good touches and good situations. I personally wish he was in there over Boom Heron. Yeah. I see a lot more promise out of James Wilder Jr. That said, I'm kind of wondering if... Yeah, well, like I said, he got he got a yard out of five carries. Boom Heron got four carries for a total net of nothing. <laughs> well, at the same time, the offensive line was not consistent. It seems like um, Cyrus Quanjo, he's improving. He's actually developing. A lot of people are noticing he's not bending at the waist as much. But it seems like once they mention him, um, when you're watching a game and Tasker mentioned him, he had a couple bad plays. And he's a work in progress, but I see a lot of improvement. The chatter is a lot of improvement. The Bills are liking what they see in him, and that's all you can hope for. Keep in mind, a lot of good people we trust are seeing the same thing. Cyrus Quanjo is very young. He's... Not even matured totally yet, if you think about it. I mean, he came in the league, I believe, at 20 years old, and this is year three for him. So he's wicked young, and there was a couple miscommunications. It looked like he was not even a turnstile on one play, and I believe it was James Wilder was tackled immediately. So there's... 
you know, we're rooting for James Wilder here, but you can only play as well as the people in front of you. At the same time, if he's taking accountability, I really like that because it, how do you think guys like McCoy make something happen? It, you, you adjust, and I'm not going to make excuses for anybody. This is what the preseason's about. The preseason pre is about to see, are these guys winning one-on-one matchups? Are they communicating? Are they following the plays? Are they doing whatever? And frankly... We talked about the Bills' defense a little bit. Um, I'd love to continue there a little. Um, 1.3 yards per rush from the Bills' D. Yeah, yeah, they looked real good, especially the first team uh, starting out the game, or at least <laughs> what's left of them. His injuries are awful, but God. I wish we could see Raglan and, and, and Shaq Lawson right now. I am not joking. Out there. Or even Manny Lawson. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for Manny Lawson to be back in the mix. That's gonna, that's gonna really. Hey, I did learn David Hawthorne's name after a while. He was out there thumping. Yeah, yeah. I was very impressed with that. I, uh, he stood out to me on a couple special teams plays, a couple punts. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. whoa, mm-hmm. boy, got down there. And the coaching staff really likes, you know, IKN and Pelly tore an ACL. Oh, by the way, um, you know, we also talked linebackers on our podcast two podcasts ago, what we should do with the Raglan spot. We talked about Zach Brown, Brandon Spikes, David Hawthorne. Didn't have too much on David Hawthorne, being real with you, but he definitely popped. We're talking to players who pop. He popped to me as an, oh, okay, this could be more than that. Now, I want to shift to IK Annapelli. I can't have probably got an ACL tear. So, Lorenzo Alexander actually impressed the coaches in practice in a little bit. So Right, and, you know, he was he was playing a big special teams role. That's what he was brought through, in for. Through training camp. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's been out there. He's been working hard. IK goes down. So where are we at? Well, Rex said, he, he said in his presser that, Believe it or not, if he had to do a game now, that would be his guy. So Well, that, all right then. That's that's kinda that shows you the faith, but he's like, Listen, we brought Lorenzo in for for special teams purposes, so we gotta stay on that that's where we want him. Um the Bills also brought in a guy today. Oh yeah, Croy Bierman taking over taking over the uh the roster spot. Now before we before we totally uh, say goodbye to uh, old IK for the year, I do want to I do want to just throw this little nugget of info in that um, a team source has said that they they're hoping that they can place him on the injured reserve if he clears waivers. So he has been waived. If he clears waivers, he's headed to the injured reserve. So that means they still want to keep him. Right. So okay. he's he's shown enough to. You know, they want to bring him back next year. So they're trying to save some money or something. I don't know how that okay. works. But, yeah, here we go. We got Croy Bierman coming in. Now, he was he was here back in the spring for, for a workout. Didn't get the deal done then. They brought him on now for a one-year deal. He's 30. Spent last eight seasons with the Falcons. Um, kind of playing defensive end in a 4-3 scheme out there. It's never played a three four. Right. But you know, veteran veteran pass rusher. We'll see. 
we'll see where where he uh, falls in the mix, I guess. A quick Google search will tell you a lot. Of, some some people think that he's uh, he could be a very healthy free agent, and he was used as a as a rotational player. And his best year was a couple years ago. In 2014, he had four and a half sacks, which, by the way, led the Atlanta Falcons with sacks, with four and a half. So you kind of wonder with a guy like Bierman, if you surround him with a Marcel Darius, if you surround him with a Kyle Williams, if you surround him with a Jerry Hughes, if you surround him with, oh, by the way, Adolphus Washington, the rookie, number 92, Alex Carrington's old number, Another guy who stood out while we're going through. If you pair this guy, Beerman, with these guys showing flash and consistent guys we know of, I already mentioned, who knows what he can do? That's kind of how I look at it. And throw him into rotation. Why not? See what you can get out of him. They're saying he's a vocal leader and he's going to make the people around him better. If you think about this, too, there will be some internet chatter. His wife was part of some kind of, like, reality show. What was that? I don't know. Oh, uh, I think it was Desperate Housewives of Atlanta or whatever. I, I don't watch that shit. I don't got time in my life. I don't know what it was, but either way, he should be very good in the rotational area. Yeah, I don't know. I, I looked him up on, on Google. That chick looks like every chick that did porn in the 90s. Mm. Not for me. I mean, I don't have an opinion, but that must mean she's pretty hot. So, uh, if, I mean, if you're into the like the whole like blonde with the with the lips and the and the boobs done, that's eh, not for me. Good on that. Pass. Hey man, Croy, I'm proud of you. I ain't uh, no hate on my end. I don't know what his problem is. No hate on my end. You seem like a great family man. That's the word on the street. And you guys do a wonderful job with your kids. But it was kind of funny because you get all these... Uh, there was a lot of women, let's just say, in the Buffalo Bills commenting from their Facebook about, leave that circus at home in Atlanta. No, that's and what, all I'm, these details. that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, what like, are you doing? I'm just... No, I, I, I look at her and just she has that whole like... Like I said, that whole like '90s porn star vibe going on with the way she the way she does herself up, and I'm just like, ugh, God, just leave it in the past. Like, what's wrong with on, you? Get on the Google, man. I already you, did. You have no frame of reference here. I'm just not gonna go hating, man. I'm talking about the player here. I ain't gonna go hating. I I just hate reality TV and I guess that's about what it, it is. So much. I did get hooked on Mob Wives once, and I'm like, uh-oh, Drita's pissed. Drita's pissed. And I'm thinking, like, who gives a shit? What, what do you do? All of a sudden, you have money, and you're going to open up a purse shop or something? Like, what's going on here? But I got hooked. I ain't going to lie. It was about three seasons. I was watching it. And, you know, I also got hooked on Bad Girls Club. That was pretty... Yo, there, there's some things that you just don't admit as a man, Dave. Look, I'm not going to lie. I, I, let, I, I led a different life about five years ago, and uh, I got sucked into some bad reality TV. Now, Bad Girls Club, that's a good show. Dog. You've never watched Bad Girls Club? I ain't down with these. Okay, I'm just saying. 
Just saying, Mob Eyes of Bad Girls Club. It was all right. Have Look, you even put in your Game Pass login for the year? What are you talking about? Yo, I'm checking your manhood, bro. No, I really haven't, actually. <laughs> I really haven't even put in my... I don't even know my password. I was going to email and check it out. But I guess you get them with season tickets. So, anyways, Croy, not trying to offend you or your family. I'm sure you're a great guy. Deacon just has But everyone opinions. thinks your wife is crazy, and I think she looks like a porn star. So, eh. But not like a, a modern hot porn star, like an old played out 20 years ago. I'm like not gonna, stole my dad's ma- I, I really stole don't. my dad's magazine when I was like thirteen type porn star. I guess. I mean, regardless, why can't you just let me hate in peace, Dave? Why you gotta? Why you gotta try and make me feel feel bad about it? Because I, I want to be everybody's friend. I just want to have friends. I don't want Crowley knocking on my door and just beating the living shit out of me like I was talking about. Because guess what? I'm sure if you showed up to your door and just beat your face in, you would not talk shit anymore. Yo, if you showed up in my door, I'd be like, nah, Dave said that shit. <laughs> nah, <laughs> him, and I'll be him, like... Give him turn-by-turn directions to your to I'll your be door. like, clearly there's nothing lodged in, in his throat. Have you heard me talk? I, you're hearing me right now. So go over there. I definitely won't give him your address. <laughs> it's about 25 minutes from my place right now, if you know where we are broadcasting at the moment, Croy. All right, what else stood out to you? I thought defensively, if you want to wrap up on defense, I, I really thought Adolphus Washington, 92, Bill's third-round pick this year. I really thought he stood out. Yeah, he he looks good out there. He, You know, he shows... You know who else looked really good? No, not no, 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 no. I'm he, not even done with him. Not oh, even done with oh, him. okay. Dave, now, now Dave's got something. To, yeah, I got something to say here. Just typical Dave. I'm going to wrap it up, then doesn't wrap it up. All right. All right. So I thought Adolphus Washington showed a lot more promise than you would expect. What I mean is a lot of the times these rookies, it seems like with the Bills of the past, they come in and there's these articles written – and I don't care if you have a dog shit roster compared to the rest of the league. They're still, you know, I think this this pick, he's really showing some promise. And you know that the staff is just out of their mind and they suck. It's happened in the past. And to have a third-round pick actually flash and, and show a lot of potential, I thought it was pretty money. I'm very excited to see what he brings in the future. And playing again, same with Croy. Playing around some good people, it's only going to make him better. All right, where were you going? Who did you like? Preston Brown looked dominant while he was out there. He led he led the night, four tackles. Right. Killing it, dog. And that was that was the one guy out of that whole linebackers group, out of everyone we've talked about with the linebackers, that I really, really wanted to see come out there and just kill it. I think he's going to be that dude that they want him to be. You think so? Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I saw a lot of good things from from that group, though. I mean, Brandon Spikes, he came out. He had three tackles. I've always liked Preston Brown. Oh, dude, Preston Brown's dope. He's a coach's son. His rookie year, he actually impressed a lot. He showed a lot more athleticism than I thought that scouting reports gave for him. And... 
He's actually intercepted some balls too, which is pretty neat. And he's a coach's son, so he, he knows the game in and out. Did I say that already? Yeah. Okay, cool. He's a coach's son, and I think it's one of those deals where when the coaches call them out, yeah, is he a coach's son? He's actually a coach's son. So when the coaches call them out, saying, "Hey, Preston Brown needs to be more vocal," because he's a coach's son, he listened to the coaches, and the coach's son called out more players and is more vocal. Because a coach's son is going to be a model player. He's a coach's son. I'm still not sure I understand. So his father coached football and had a child. Or maybe had a child and then started coaching. Either way, at some point in his life, his father was a coach. So him and his father would break down film a lot. Yeah, pretty cool backstory on Preston Brown. Look it up. So you're saying that Rob Ryan, Rob Ryan's hype is not just hype. Rob Ryan loves Preston Brown. He loves him some Preston Brown. And it's nice to see Preston Brown showing up. So I thought the defense overall was a very, very, very nice surprise. Yeah, I, I, liked, I liked pretty much... Everything I saw out there, I mean, as expected, you don't expect the third team to look like the first team. And uh, with the exception of the uh, the one the one long uh, touchdown touchdown pass the Colts had there, uh, Todman there, where he broke free, they looked solid as a rock, man. Yeah, Rex said they broke out. Um, I believe three good pl- three big plays on them. Yeah, or it might have been two. Big plays. That was definitely one of them. Offensively, I mean, right off the bat, the talk of the town. Let's get it out of the way. We're going to talk offense with the most offensive person I know, Dave Palermo. Cardale Jones. Everybody, calm down. Cardale Jones is not our number two quarterback. Give it a minute. Don't forget, this Bills team already... No, 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 no. You're nailing it right now. No, you're nailing it right now. Oh, man. Don't forget, this Bills team also beat up the Colts game one last year. I do not think the Colts are that good of a team. I think Chuck Pagano is getting fired after this year. You know, didn't he sign some kind of here I go shoot you on the bus? I thought Chuck Pagano might have signed a contract extension, right? Yeah. So... I don't really know. Why don't I Google? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know the details of Chuck Pagano's contract. I think he's a dead man walking. I, I don't it, you you have a situation here where I don't know, they just paid their quarterback a whole shitload of money. If they don't if they don't have a deep playoff run, he's done. I won't say he's done now because the chances of them having a deep playoff run yeah, four year extension is not it's not even improbable to think about. You have a franchise quarterback that you could get three first-round picks for, okay? Bruce Arians is doing wonders right now. To me, that's the last thing I remember is Bruce Arians unfortunately taking over for Chuck Pagano when he had a bout with cancer. And that's the last good Colts team I can really remember. So... For me, I feel the Colts are a very underachieving team because 
if you follow what the national media and everybody says, and yes, it is the hardest position in sports is the quarterback position. If you have your franchise quarterback, everything else should fall into place. Hey, you know what? The Bills, how many times we heard it? have we heard it? The Bills won't be anything until they find their franchise quarterback. Okay, that's a loaded question. That 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 Bills team, they're in a division with the Patriots, who, by the way, are very dominant, have the best quarterback-coach combination ever in the game. So unless this game was played before the earth was wiped out a few times for meteors, I doubt that anything's going to happen as far as knocking off Brady and, and Bill Belichick. Now, you had the four games out, but really the Bills have a hard path. And then you find out a few times that the Patriots have cheated and you're in that division still, and they are still dominant, and somehow they always find a way to win. It's a lot harder division than where the Houston Texans were, who won the division that the Colts are in. And it's like the Texans, did that look like a playoff team to you? Not to me. So I think this Colts team, I can't really judge too much what the Bills did against them. And I know it's preseason, but we've seen bad Bills teams with bad depth. And I thought that the Bills' depth was actually pretty decent. Offensive line, I thought, had some struggles in communication. but um, Well, you know, they sat a couple starters from that group, too. You know, Cordy Glenn wasn't out there at all. Richie Incognito didn't play. Cardale Jones looked no, nice. He set his feet, and his accuracy was a lot better than people made it seem it would be. They made it right. sound like he could not hit the broadside of a barn. He played very calm, very collected. Um, I thought he had, you know, for his first NFL game, I thought he had really good presence staying in the pocket, getting his reads. Now, obviously, he's gonna want he's gonna want to get those reads fast, you know, faster. But now I'm just saying typical rookie quarterback shit. So. Rex was saying that Cardale was very intense during the game, that he was calling in the Roman, like, I want to run this play, I want to... And you saw what was cool about Cardale Jones out there is we got to see a quarterback in some tough situations. And he took the team all the way down the field and scored a touchdown. Right. Kicked I mean, the field goal game side, you're back in the game, and that's what you want. He he had 11, 11 completions for 162 yards, one touchdown. And he came in, what, partway through the third quarter, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh... Also, E.J. Manuel, who knows? Some people think he's ducking and running too quick. He's not going through his progressions. I thought he had had some nice touches. He had some really nice throws. He had some high throws, though. Did you notice that? Yeah, but... He's always kind of had a bad case of the highs or lows. Like, he's either throwing it at your feet or he's throwing it over your head. He seems to have good touch, and then they zoom in on the on the ball. And the, even Cardale Jones, I don't... You know what? While we're talking about this... A lot of wobblers. While we're talking about this, that, that leads me to someone else I want to talk about. Someone who is probably on, on the shit list right now. Leonard Hankerson. Now, he had three really ugly looking drops in this game but one of them i believe was coming off of ej's hands and was over his head kind of went went between his hands yeah but he had a good clasp on those yeah i mean i i want to know what what what's your take what's your take on hankerson 
Because at this point, I'm just like, God, he has no Hankerson hands. Seems, Hankerson seems to be having the, 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 which we're talking about, wide receiver Leonard Hankerson, I believe number 80. Mm-hmm. He's got some size. He's got some measurables. If you don't know anything about him, look into him. He's played with the Redskins. He's He's got a lot of potential, and you kind of think he would stick because with him, Greg Little, and Boykin, these are all guys that they brought in that three receivers that have had experience in the NFL. So it's like their depth is getting better and better. And this could be a guy, Hankerson, where if you weren't sure what you had that you would think on paper you bring in and everything should add up. But he had his worst nightmare. He had opportunities missed. He dropped the ball. He took off his helmet. He smashed his helmet. And, you know, yeah, no, he's just a hot mess to, out there. Yeah, ref came out to Rex and he's like, yo, man, tell dude to chill out. So, technically, that's a penalty, taking off your helmet before you get to the sideline. So, yeah, no, I mean, if they, wanted, if they wanted to make an example of him, they could have actually ejected him on that, I heard. Really? Yeah. See, I feel bad for Hankerson. He has a big week coming up. He needs to show up this week in practice because is EJ and them going to trust him? Because Rex Ryan said it. Rex Ryan started talking about EJ Manuel, and this is funny how it ties in. And Rex Ryan said, I thought EJ looked good as well after being asked about Cardale Jones. He also said that he mentioned key drops that could have kept this drive going. And he feels bad that EJ couldn't keep going because of these drops. And that was crucial. EJ tried to get some things rolling, and EJ Manuel was looking better and better and better. But between EJ and Cardale Jones, one thing that I will say that stands out, and it's very raw, Steve Tasker said it during the live broadcast, and that was... Cardale Jones has one thing over that EJ, he's showing one thing that EJ Manuel did not show. And that is he looks comfortable in the pocket. He looks comfortable behind the line. That is a big thing. And Cardale Jones, Rex's reference, is progressing faster than they thought. At the same time, it's nice to have a guy back there that you have an experienced backup quarterback. You have, when you look into EJ, as much as you might hate him for that Jacksonville game in particular, he did bring them back. A blown pass interference call ruined that game. And with EJ Manuel, when you look at his record, it's not that bad. He should be very serviceable with a decent defense behind him and another year in Greg Roman's offense. So I'm very excited to see what happens. Now, some quarterbacks could get hurt. E.J. Manuel could be shipped out. They are talking very, very highly about E.J. Manuel. Conspiracy theory guy here, you want to shoot shit at the wall? What if they move him? It would be a good situation for E.J., and if Cardale Jones looks like he can be trusted, then worst case scenario, you bring in another vet off the street to step in and play with your team for number three or number two. I don't know how that would work, but who knows? I've been saying this whole trade EJ thing. I I like EJ. That's why I'm saying trade him. I want to see Tyrod Taylor play. But don't get too excited about Cardale Jones because we were saying the same thing about EJ Manuel in preseason as well in years past. Wow, if this guy's not the starter, wow, oh, man, he's looking good. 
So I don't want to hear it. Let's roll with what we're doing. Let's not get too excited. Let's put some faith in the coaching staff. That said, without key drops, I would have liked to see that 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 go a little bit better for EJ Manuel. I wish Hankerson could have shown what he had for yards after catch. And kudos to EJ for finding these guys. So surprising on accuracy with surprising accuracy with Cardell Jones. EJ Manuel showing up a little bit. Tyrod Taylor played one series. He had a throw to Marquise Goodwin that Goodwin should have ran more towards the sideline on his go route, and he didn't. I don't think he expected the ball that quick. But Goodwin looks fast. Um, you know who showed up, and actually Rex Ryan mentioned him too, was uh, Boykin, who was... Th- yeah, yeah, I heard he uh, I heard he got a little shook up at camp today, though. Did he really? Yeah, he might be going into concussion protocol. Oh, man. Well, Rex Ryan mentioned him. Got, he's another dude got sm- who got smashed by Robert Blanton out there. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess he uh, went up for a contested pass and came down and smacked his head on the turf. Poor kid. If you don't know his story, he was the main target for Tyrod Taylor at Virginia Tech. And I was really looking forward. Deacon and I were really looking forward over here to uh, – Checking him out, hoping he would make some waves. And Rex said, you know, he impressed a little bit in mini camp and OTAs, but I when it came say, training camp, he kind of was a little quiet. But the I lights come say, on. In that in that game, though, that that red zone touchdown was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cardell got that ball where only only Boykin could grab it. It was a really really nice play. If you watch that, if you watch that replay a couple of times. Those boys got that done, and uh, Nick O'Leary, Cardale Jones seemed to like Nick O'Leary. I don't mean to cut you off if you have more. Yeah, Nick O'Leary, he had two catches on the night. Um, a Nick O'Leary sighting—that's positive. I mean, he's, yeah, you see him out there; he's big. Yeah, no, I was big I've, boy. I've had nothing but high hopes for the guy since since he got here, but but Greg looks good. Yep, he had let's the, talk about that tight end, Greg. He had the big touchdown grab off of uh, off of EJ. And that was right after he had, I mean, the special teams play of the night, essentially. Block? Pump block. Yeah, he blocked a punt that rolled out for the for the safety. He got two illegal points. Illegal touching from the, uh, illegal batting from the punter, by the way. The ball was bad out of the end zone. But, yeah, two receptions, 26 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's pretty sweet. Keep in mind, Charles Clay was not playing. But either way, I feel that there's a lot to go off of in this game. There's a lot. And without the drops, who knows? This game could have been spun a lot better. They shut down the run, the defense, and it is a preseason game. We get it. But they're at least executing some things here. But who else did you like? I really liked Walter Powell. We talked about Powell like, is this just a guy? We've talked about him. Is this just a guy? How does he find his way on the team? Because he is nice. Well, guess what? Here's how he finds Lights his way out. on the team. Three punt returns, four kick returns, four catches for 88 yards. One of them was a 40-yard a forty yard reception. You know, he went, he went after the catch for a minute on that play. He's got speed. He's got vision. He's got good footwork. I had nothing to complain about. Actually, I was thinking 
Well, he touches the ball. There's a lot of athleticism here. And, and he, she showed some eerie patience back there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you yeah, really tried to see. It looked like he was trying to see how things were developing. Now, granted, it's against second and third team. Reggie Bush started as the main returner for, only, on the punts, but he looked good. Only one punt return. Yeah, he, he, he did I think look he had great. two. Two oh. out of three. I think I think uh, I think one punt one kick was it okay. Yeah. I don't have I don't have that box. Yeah, we definitely don't have it, so don't yeah. even trust those. Whatever. Oh, I heard no. Go look it up. Whatever. Come on, what do you expect from me? We took our notes, and that wasn't in it. So piss off. <laughs> I mean, thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, don't forget about us. Subscribe on iTunes. Numbillsfan.com. Also, yeah. So Boom Heron, I I don't know about him. Yeah. I don't know about Hankerson. I, but also, no. it's one game. Yeah. It's one game. It's one game against a Colts team that is struggling to find an identity. It's preseason. Jim Irsay is worried about what Rex Ryan might do. I got a kick out of that whole Rex had never heard a preseason thing. Like right. that, that's hilarious to me. Right, right. So, But coming from the guy who's never heard of a designated driver... Jim Irsay needs to stop. I do not believe that he is not drunk. Stop it. Actually, no, keep drinking. I want to see more tweets. Remember that my favorite thing for Jim Irsay wasn't any of his drunk tweets. It's like, we have breaking news coming, some big hype. What's that? Traded a first-round pick for Trent Richardson. Oh. And Jim Brown immediately goes, yeah, that's great. (laughs) Jim Brown goes, that's awesome. Thanks, Browns. Good job, Browns. Good riddance with that kid. Good job there, uh, drunkie. So, overall theme, though, I got to say, one last thing on this game, and then we have to roll into the naming rights. Penalties. The penalties were atrocious. How many were there? Eleven? Eleven penalties. Ugh. Eleven penalties. Now... We were saying last year, guys, let the penalties iron out, let the penalties iron out, let the penalties iron out. You are hearing it from me f- this time, okay? I have finally found, for the first time, my thing with this coaching staff, and they usually always give coaching staffs a year to lay the foundation. This is what we want to do. This is what we're going to do. Now, you have to go as a fan or as a reporter or objectively, okay, accountability time. What the fuck happened with the penalties? Can we say that? Really? So you're very disappointed right now. That, and that's I'm your going que- against the green. That's your question for the coaching staff. It's my question for the entire team. And and as you phrase it, I don't know because you know but what I will say. If it doesn't get cleaned up, it's something. Whatever they're doing is not working. Rex, I don't know how you clean it up. Rex mentioned it, I, I believe it was right before halftime during the game. And I, I really like I, I really like to try to keep this thought process on the penalty situation, seeing that it's preseason. These guys are going out for their first matchup in months. Some of them have never played in the league before. Everybody wants to earn their roster spot. Everybody wants to be aggressive and impress. You know, especially on defense with those offsides penalties. Those guys want to jump. They want to get across that line. They want to get to that ball, whether it's, you know, a quarterback pressure, a quarterback sack, tackle for a loss in the backfield, whatever. They want to get in there, and they want to, they want to you know, 
carved their initials on that freaking depth chart, man. So uh, I think that that intensity and that pressure of like, hey, I got to make this team causes these guys to be anxious before the snap. I agree. Get the nerves out. Now, I will flip to the positive. Okay, but they're professionals, and they need to, they need to get it under, under control. Here's where the positive comes in, which aligns mm-hmm. in with you. I would rather see this horseshit penalty game happen now, preseason game one, because guess what? You have vets on this team now, and you have some vets on this team like Kyle Williams and Aaron Williams who are ingrained with the fan base of being here a while. And Aaron Williams, you pretty much say that Fred Jackson passed him the torch. So if you're a fan base, you're looking at it like Aaron Williams knows what's up with this fan base. He has made a very prime effort into doing his thing here in Buffalo. Speaking of which, he's in, he's in concussion protocol. Wish you the best, Fred. Hang in there. Um, just, you know, these guys... Darius, they, Tyrod Taylor, all these quote-unquote leaders, they and vets, they need to come at this team and be like, what, what the hell is going on here? Figure it out. Because I'm the first one to be like, you know, the refs should be fired. They should do this. They're, they should be held accountable. At the same time, what are they not calling? And, and I have to work on that myself and understand that there's a lot of shit that every team gets away with, and I should look at it like, a breaking even. It's just the timing of these bad penalties. Really, it's a personal issue. And if there is not an improvement on this over the next couple games, I I should say in this preseason, I'm willing to argue it's a lost cause. These penalty things are going to happen. That said, the year the Seattle Seahawks won the Super Bowl led the league in penalties. So I'm not really worried about it. And the year the Patriots won the Super Bowl, they were very high up on the list in penalties as well per game. The Bills led the league last year with an astronomical number, and it's not acceptable. They are mental errors, and it is what people's fan base, when they hear players coach, they turn to things like this and think, oh, Rex, he's that player's coach. There's no accountability. No, shut up. If you look into Rex's team's, Last year was really the first year he's had a very, very bad team with penalties. It's not his thing. The Jets have always been about middle of the pack. It's not Rex's thing. That said, it's time to fix it, and now we are lucky that they got that out of their system. That's how I'm looking at it. Get these dumb penalties, get these dumb mental errors, communication errors out now. Get the nerves out. Let's move forward because we do not need to beat ourselves. And I feel... How many times do the Buffalo Bills over the years beat themselves? Oh, they have a long, long, sordid history of that. That's my ping pong strategy, man. Just keep hitting the ball back. They're eventually going to get all hot shot. You know, I might put a little English on there. Fancy it up a little bit. Any challengers out there, let a dog know. Hit me up at NumBillsFan on Twitter. But you have anything else on the penalties besides it's got to get cleaned up? No, but I mean, I I I do think it's a a personal accountability issue for the most part. I I don't think you can blame the coaching staff for it anymore. Three offside calls, though. Well, you know, now James Wilder did say on one of his penalties on special teams, his first one, 
he did not realize the play was over, and he did not hear the whistles. He's like, I don't understand. And then he said his second one. He's like, I'm not going to rip the refs, but I'm not. I did not think I had a penalty. Either way, it was called, and that would still bring the penalty down. And the penalties down to nine. If you feel like you got the shaft on two calls, still way too many. I don't mind five. Five's okay. But when you're getting nine penalties, eight penalties, that's a lot of garbage. That said, stadium name. Oh, yeah. This this uh, past weekend here, the Bills organization announced that they've sold the naming rights. Okay, so. Now, an official name hasn't been announced yet. Yep. But we do know that the New Era Cap Company, based right there in Buffalo, is who has these naming rights. Now, there's some people who are pissed off about this, Dave. They shouldn't be. I'll tell you why. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Now, for the people for the people out here listening who, who aren't aware of the situation, since uh, 1999, Stadium at One Bills Drive has been known as Ralph Wilson Stadium, named after the... Uh, you know, the late owner and, and founder of the team who passed away a couple years back. And, you know, in come the schools. They buy, they buy the team. A couple years go by. It's continued to be the Ralph. Now they've sold the naming rights to New Era. Everyone's up to date. Before it was the Ralph, it was Rich Stadium. So where are we at now, Dave? So the contract ran out with Rich products or whatever yep. the hell they were selling. Ninety eight. So don't seventy three to ninety eight was the was the uh the year before term there. The year before Ralph died, he let everybody know that they can sell the name to the stadium. So he cleared it with them. Now one thing I do like about the Pakulas, the the owners now, is they want to make change, but they're very smart. Russ Brandon is very savvy. Whoever's in the PR, because Russ Brandon has been selling tickets. They've sold more season tickets now than they did in the 90s, Bill. So it, it, it's, Russ Brandon is doing a wonderful job marketing this team and branding this team over the years with Rolf. And with Rolf, unfortunately, we know that a lot of guys on the staff are handcuffed to a degree. So with the Pagulas, you got fresh blood, husband, wife combination here, dual partnership. You have they have kids, you know. Um Kelly Pagula was designing hats with Numero, which is kinda that's pretty cool to do that. Tyra Taylor was flashing one. I kinda hated on one design at first, but it's really not bad. I yeah, took no, I, I mean it. I have they're, the, they're clean. I had the Sammy Watkins snap back from last year. Really? She designed that? No, no. Sammy oh. Sammy designed it. Oh, okay. Okay. It's that one the 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 black on black buffalo with the the blue outline buf oh really yeah that had, that 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 hat was designed by Sammy that shit's dope that's pretty cool so it's nice that New Era is doing that but what the Pagulas have done is they have found a very nice way of really easing themselves in there they didn't come in and buy the bills and start painting the stadium and paint right over Rolf Wilson's name what did they do they built a statue. Why would you build a statue? So you always have a memorial for Rolf Wilson. So you always have, would you even call it a memorial? A place yeah, to yeah, no, that, go I mean, hang out with Rolf, interact with Rolf. I mean, a sta- I could only hope someone would make a statue of me someday, right. you know? Like, and that's, Rolf's legacy will never go away. That is a huge tribute. And here's the thing. I like this move. 
create some revenue for the team that's not coming out of my pocket. I don't got to lift a finger. Love that. But they also chose to sell the naming rights to a local company based out of Buffalo that they've had a long partnership with already. And everyone, you know, is out here up in arms. And I posted a little article on our blog at numbillsfan.com today, um, you know, showing showing the construction crew getting to work, uh, getting to work, you know, to to switch the sign over for the renaming. Which again, no official name has been announced yet. Oh, I also got a shout out real quick to uh, Michael Comenda for for hooking us up with that picture of the stadium today. Michael, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, Michael's obviously part of Bill's Mafia, so that was pretty yeah. cool for him to to yeah, yeah. He, throw you a bone like that. Yeah, man. and while he posted it up, and you know, I was like, "Hey, man, can I can I throw this up on the blog?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, and I'm Bill's Man Podcast." So he said he's been enjoying the podcast, and we enjoy him enjoying the podcast. So. Yeah, shout out to everybody. I mean, don't forget, yeah, all our listeners. You know, like we're all we're all here for one reason, Bill's Mafia. We're all a huge fan base. We're all. Part of groups, you know, we're part of we're, we're with Bills Fanatics. You got also other places like Bills Mafia. They write things, they do other things, but Bills Mafia as a whole in the country, it's not about a community or articles or whatever. It's about a fan base. So right, it's not right. about some internet community to us. At right. Least, There's a couple you know? different people using that name yeah. realistically, and what, whatever you know. I, I mean, me Dell does some really nice things with 26 shirts. and I mean, to me, that just represents Bill's fans as a right. whole, though. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, as far as... It, okay, so... They're, they're maximizing no, I, their, I, their team right now. I digress. I digressed here quite a bit. Um, what I was getting at is everyone's all, all up in arms like, oh, how are you going to take his name off the building? And they don't even know that his name is gone yet, like... This could totally be, you know, New Era Field at the Ralph or Ralph Wilson Field at New Era Stadium. Like they, that that company is so in tune with the with the Buffalo community that I'm sure they thought about, hey, how are these people going to react when we take Ralph's name off the building? New Era is so. It's in not tune. like the, it's not like there's some Chinese company or like Mercedes Benz coming in. They are a part of this community. They've been, they've had their had their logo all over this stadium for years, and not for nothing. And I mean, I like I I wear a New Era hat every day of my life. Exactly my point. They New Era is a global company, and they make global apparel. As in, you want to look fly in China, you're gonna wear New Era. You want to look fly in like Brazil. You're gonna look. New, you're gonna wear New Era. You want to look fly in Alaska. You're gonna wear New Era. You want to look fly in Sweden. You're gonna wear New Era. All right, if New Era. You can. Uh, you can send our our uh, PayPal payment. Did, you didn't know I designed a hat. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> this, you know, we we aren't we aren't getting no kickbacks from uh, from New Era for this, but it's a dope product. And if they wanted to sponsor us, we'd be. Oh, so happy to work with them. I only really own New Era hats. I don't want to wear anything else. Yeah, no, tr- truthfully. I mean, they fit right. They're just a wonderful, you know what? So guess what? So shame on the Pagulas for actually looking at it. Like, like we live in Rochester, New York, where I look at the beach where somebody just told me today, one of my friends, that it's the only major city that 
uh, on a great lake that is not built on the lake. And it's like, what a waste of potential from these scumbags lining their pockets with all these other projects over the years. And it's like, they can't put a casino or something sweet down at the lake. And it's like, they if the, if the Babulas were here, they would maximize yeah, their no, output. I mean, I mean they, they did Harbor Center. They did so many great things, like... A few years back here in it's Rochester, the big they tried to do a, a ferry between Rochester and Toronto. Great idea. They put it down at the lakeshore, at the beach, Charlotte Beach, if you're familiar with the area. And, I mean, this shit flopped. Why would anyone from Toronto want to take a ferry boat to Rochester? Now, I can understand why you would want to go from here to Toronto. Toronto is dope. But I don't know why anyone would come here from Toronto. And, and, and But... If they would have done this the right way, if they would have mm. built this this lakefront up over the years and had that ferry boat arriving to something besides a smelly-ass beach and a couple of bars that look like unflushed toilets, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that that area where where you were getting dropped off, you just get off that, that boat and you're Unless like, they had a problem. oh, sick, there's nothing here. Unless they had a problem finding drugs to, in their own country and they just wanted to shove it wherever and bring it back, I don't understand why you would get off at the Port of Rochester. Yeah, well, you, don't get me wrong. The port looks good. There are some very nice things down there. I'm not going to. I practically grew up down there. We grew up at the Penny Arcade pretty much. And it's like. Yeah, you know, but that don't shit's get me gone. Wrong. That place that's there now is. It's lame. It's just a sports bar. Those little. Yeah, all those little bars in, in the, down there are lame. The only good thing down there is the uh, the damn ice cream. Right. Yeah. So the way I look at it is the Pagulas are doing the opposite. They're actually looking at like, okay, how can what is our maximum output here? How can we monetize certain things? Now, there was a field behind the field house where you could park. And we used to always tailgate there. Shout out to our friends over there we would tailgate with, Phil Bedoin. Um Riley, Tim, Big Tim, you know, some really cool people. Um, and they had a wonderful setup, and they would get there early to camp out. Well, apparently somebody showed up with some uh, some bucks and uh, to the homeowners, and they sold and moved out. That's all the details we can go into. But essentially, uh, they moved pretty quick, the original homeowners, and the Bills bought that entire lot. And now that's going to be, I believe, another practice field down the line. So yeah. who knows if New Era is going to have their hands all over that, too. Who knows? It could be the New Era practice field. And there's so many. They yeah. are really well, globalizing the Bills in a way because, I mean, who's really going to look at New Era and go, oh, I wonder what stadium they have. But when somebody goes, New Era Stadium, who knows what it's going to be? I don't know the names, but if they did... I would be down with, yeah, yeah, it's at New Era Stadium. You don't know where that is? Oh, cool. Right, and and no matter what, the statues out there, the Pagulas are paying tribute to Ralph. And, I mean, just, just the fact that they bought the team with the interest of keeping them in western New York is them paying tribute to Ralph and his legacy. They're not just doing that. They're putting money into the city. They are putting money into Buffalo with Harbor Center, some huge... They are teaching hockey. They have pros teaching classes for kids, and et cetera, et cetera. So many great programs. And to see somebody come in and pretty much rejuvenize, revitalize the city, 
this is the best thing that could happen for the Bills. So really try to look at this team in a positive light when they're selling naming rights. What's Rolf Wilson Stadium going to do? Or what's that name going to do? You know, it's it's classic. It's iconic. Now, could it be New Era Stadium? Something something with Rolf Wilson? I don't know. I, think I don't it's, know. I think it's pretty possible. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think we'll find out Wednesday is what I heard. I hope. I hope. Regardless, what, what I don't do know. You we'll got? be on. We'll be on Facebook Live with Bills Fanatics Network Wednesday. So maybe we'll have that announcement, and uh, we can get your your reaction when they when they drop it. So make sure you check that out. Seven p.m. on uh, the Bills Fanatics uh, Facebook page. Bills Fanatics BF. Definitely do it. Also, past podcast. We just did a podcast. Just a day or two ago about Tyrod Taylor signing a six-year, $90 million deal. If you want all of our thoughts on that, I mean, it's all right there. It's a deal that needed to be done. You want to make the quarterback happy at the same time. It's a team-friendly deal. And at the same time, if Tyrod Taylor does put up, not only does he get paid, but it's not a bad deal for the team in a sense because he's playing this year at 9.5 mil next year. He's playing for a guaranteed 27 mil at the same time. Look at it like if you divide the two, it's really, if you add them up for two years and divide it, it's not really bad. No, so it, it looks... Cap, salary cap also goes up X amount of percent yep. next year, and nice. last year it went up $10 million. That's so, right. Never forget, remember, numbillsfan.com, the best thing you can do is please just tell your friends, tell your family. The more encouragement we have to, to, to roll with this, we're never going to quit. But we have some videos in the works. We have a lot of content. Anybody who thinks they have something to say to us, please shoot us a tweet. I am at NumBillsFan on Twitter. I'm NumBillsAdamD. Make sure you follow us both. Um, and if you don't remember that, just NumBillsFan.com. You can, you can get to all of our accounts, all of our content. Everything we've, everything we've got going on, it's right there. We put it together for you, so go use it. And also, if you want to go really deep nuts and bolts, I just want to give a shout-out to somebody who I think is very underappreciated, and that's Eric Turner at CoverOne.net. He oh, does Eric an amazing, kills it, dude. He does an amazing job, and so much detail. And I, I can't, His videos are the best. And he, he watches hours and hours and hours of film. And don't get me wrong, we honestly spend a lot of time before we do a podcast. We just don't... We try not to come here and just talk like a bunch of blowhards. I mean, we've, we've done that, and I'm sure y'all, y'all who listen regularly can tell the difference between when we got our notes and when we don't. You know, sometimes, sometimes we, really, uh, we really do wing it, and then afterwards we're like, oh man, that wasn't a great show. And it's happened like two or three different times throughout the 70 episodes we've done. We didn't talk about that. This is episode 70, dog. We made it. Yeah, thanks for hanging in there. I mean, if you've been along the ride, winging it was definitely like an early day thing because we didn't know what to do. Yeah, no, I you mean, know, we just decided, hey, let's talk about talk about the bills and and usually it's, see how it goes. And Usually it's always the theme of, can you believe this dude just said that online about this team? What are they thinking? Why is this fan base going that way? So we're, you know, if anybody from the team, I'm sure you're listening because, you know, we're your only podcast you listen to. And anybody else who's involved with the Bills, we're pretty, yeah, make, we try to stay objective. We're make not just, no mistakes. All the players have this on in their headphones before practice. I'm sure they're jamming our intro song. 
Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they be? I know, right? Best song ever. On the ropes, Rochester Hardcore. That's right, boy. NumbBillsFan.com. We out. Stay numb. I can't turn this off. Hold on. Hold on.